Hey, what's up guys? Andrew here. Just a quick disclaimer before the episode starts. I totally botched the audio for this recording. So it is going to be a little bit scratchy and there are going to be a few loud laughs in there. So if your ears are sensitive, I suggest listening on a lower volume. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to get that out there, but no more delaying. Let's get started with the episode. What's up everybody and welcome to the Picture Perfect People podcast or Triple B podcast for short. I'm your host, Andrew Brown. I'm a photographer, communication studies student, and a self-proclaimed people person. I've always been interested in people and their relationships, so this is the show where we explore exactly that. People. Our relationships, our health, our creativity, and the steps we're taking, or can take, to get better every day. Alright guys, what's up? Uh, Welcome back to the Triple P Podcast. We're sitting here with Tyler and Lily. Um, We are in uh, your guys' kitchen right now, so we got the dogs running around a little bit, and then we are... Uh, enjoying a little bit of coffee under our masks um logistically that's a little difficult but you know we're gonna we're gonna figure it out try to be safe um the dream of 2020 it's just get a really long straw well there we go see but then you have the problem where like it's a plastic straw and like heats and you're like oh we We don't kill the turtles oh okay so you just decide to not enjoy your drink with a paper straw i am i'm yet to try a paper straw that didn't feel or taste funny I don't think ours taste funny. I feel like we have to make oh. a moral argument for your enjoyment of drink versus <laughs> turtle dying on plastic. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't use plastic straws. Like metal. I'm not gonna lie and say I don't use plastic straws. That's cap. But like, have you guys tried bamboo straws? No. So you're just fucking up with the pandas. It's pandas. Okay, listen. They had it coming for a cool minute. All right. <laughs> if they're going down, it's not my fault. But okay, hold on. So we're 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 gonna get into the topic here. Um, or not really the topic. First, we're going to do some intros. Tyler, Lily, um, we've been friends for a few years now. Um, we met actually through um, speech and debate at Solano College. Um, and so that's and that's crazy because that's where I thought you guys met. But that is not the case. You guys want to talk a little bit about how you guys met each other, how long you've known each other? Turns out we met, oh God, five, six years oh, before no, you yes. thought we met. Oh, okay, cool. Well, when that's okay. Comms major, I'm bad at math. So. And Tyler was 14, and I met him through 4-H because I just moved up here, and his mom was the horse project leader. Well, and so what is 4-H? Because I've heard about it before, but I don't know what it is. I'll let Tyler explain this because I don't remember. That's <laughs> <laughs> such a profound impact. <laughs> um, like, it, don't get me wrong, it's all over my college applications, but head, hands, heart, health. Wow, I don't even. I didn't even remember the crew oh. while I was in 4-H, and I was a president of the club. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's a it's... youth agricultural group, um, youth organization, kind of like the Boy Scouts, but it's the Boy Scouts only focused on living on the farm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, you guys basically met at like farmersonly.com. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like a kid yeah, version like of farmers arts only. And crafts too. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so creative farmers only. Yes. Got it. But, okay, um, go ahead, uh, Tyler. I cut you off. That, that was pretty much it. Okay. <laughs> that, that's 4-H in a nutshell. Okay, um, and so, Lily, earlier you mentioned there was some sort of funny story about oh, how yeah. y'all met. So it was the first horse project meeting at his mom's, like, ranch. And Tyler, I think, was, like, 14, and I was 11 or 12. This I think story's going to be cringy, isn't it? <laughs> And um, it better be, yeah. I remember it was like a couple of us older kids because there was a lot of younger kids too that mm-hmm. were like between the ages of like nine to ten. So you know, so much younger yeah. than an eleven year old. 
Um, you brought this level of wisdom that oh, they've yeah, never seen definitely. before. Definitely. I definitely brought that level of wisdom to Tyler <laughs> that night. Um, and so we were all playing trick or dare. Mm-hmm. And there was this girl, Nika. And Nika asked Tyler whether or not he'd had his first kiss yet. To which Tyler responded, no. Aww. Because he was a good Christian boy. Aww. Well, 4-H. Yeah. <laughs> and I just remember being really, really smug because I'd already had my first kiss. Mm-hmm. Not a good Christian boy. <laughs> well, I mean, yes. Lacking some of the funny part. <laughs> but, yeah, I just, that, that was the first time I met Tyler. And I remember it very distinctly. He had no recollection until I told him about it. Okay. Interesting. Okay, well, I'm kind of glad that didn't go the direction that I thought it was going to go, because, yeah, I was like, interesting, truth or dare, oh boy. Um, anyway, okay, but no, that's better, all right. <laughs> it's a um, more wholesome than you were expecting. It's No, yeah, 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 definitely, um, and I'm very happy about that, but no, that's that's very fun. Also, so did you guys, like, meet there and then continue, like, as friends from there on out, or did you guys not really start talking again until later on? So... I became friends with Tyler's younger sister, McKenna, because I fit into their family perfectly age-wise. I was three years younger than Tyler and two years older than McKenna, who was the closest sibling to his age. Okay, cool. So I just kind of became immersed in their family. Stepping block. Yeah, to connect in the siblings. Got it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I became like... Kind of like a sister. Their family took me mm-hmm. to a lot of different my, shows. My family has a weird habit of adopting my friends in as extra siblings. <laughs> or maybe it's my friends have a weird habit of just becoming siblings. I don't know. Mm, okay. Because the same thing <laughs> happened with Eamon. Ah, I see. Okay. And he fits in as the oldest. Mm-hmm. How, how old is Eamon? <laughs> old. He just yelled at me for this the other day. Uh, is he like 26? I think he's 20. My guess was going to be 7. 27. That's what I thought too, but he yelled at me. I think he's 26 oh. turning 27. Yeah, see? Uh huh. Oh, Why okay. is it that I know your friend's age, but you don't know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, she knows more about your family than you do. Come on, Tyler. <laughs> but okay, so go ahead. Yeah, so then we kind of fell out of contact when I became a teenager and started doing my own teenager things and became too cool for Tyler. She was, she was I too stopped much doing of a not good <laughs> She was a bad influence and I was trying to remain saintly. Gotcha. Okay, is this when like like oregano and like special candy came in the mix, or oh, like? No, I was still a good child then. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was still a good child. So just this like one of those thirteen to fourteen. Oh, okay, like, when okay. I was an early teenager, and um. Still on regular candy then. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah, addicted to regular candy. I just started like, school at Buckingham, and that was um, when we reconnected because Tyler was a senior at Buckingham, mm-hmm. and so he like showed me around. And Winco is right by Buckingham. So Buckingham, I got all and the so candy. that's a it's a charter school, right? Yeah, okay. parking lot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it was okay because we were. But right. it is accredited, like because you say in a parking lot, and I'm like, oh, it is actually accredited. Yeah, yeah it's just not taught up in that school. Next stage, you might get run over by a bingo lady. Oh, got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, we gotta be okay. careful walking back and forth from the two buildings. Okay, I think I know where it is. It's mm-hmm. in Vacaville, right? It's right across from Dairy Queen and Sonic. Got it. Yeah. Okay. I know exactly where it is. Which, okay. you know, we're like the only upstanding qualities. Two cups Cups. of coffee. So that would be a 20 pound dog would be two cups of coffee. So said 40. 40, Well, uh, 20 cups of coffee. A two pound dog would be 20 cups of coffee. Wait, what? No, 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 no. A 20 pound dog would be 40 cups of coffee. Uh, I, yes. Okay. Yes. So Soul soul is 95 pounds. That's a lot of cups of coffee. So that's a lot more (laughs) cups of coffee than I thought. Yeah. Okay. 
So you said a 20-pound dog is 40 cups? Well, yeah, because it said 16 It'd be two cups per pound, right? 16 ounces. So he's closer to 200 cups of coffee. Okay, wow. So that's a lot of cups of coffee. Wow. A lot of cups of coffee. Um, See, you can see our debate skills because we actually looked it up and followed through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, I was like, like, no, we can move on. on. (laughs) (laughs) We once for fun, right after the California wildfires, because, you know, we were kind of in the middle of those. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I was looking at the super tankers online, because they're really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Particularly the biggest super tanker they have. There's only, like, one of them that exists. You're Um, talking about the planes, right? Yeah, the planes. Gotcha. Okay. Um, And so there's one in particular that's, like, the only one in the world. So it gets shared out to everybody. They use it here on uh, our fires, because they were, you know, fucking everywhere. Yeah. And uh, we sat down and did the math of how many tennis balls you could fit into the belly of that tanker. (laughs) Do you have the number off the top of your head? No, unfortunately. It was upwards of a million? thousands. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. So, Um, a lot of tennis balls. To be very specific, a shit ton. Yes. Yes. Got it. Okay. Um, So, yeah, that's that's the kind of thing we apply our debate skills to. It's. Okay. But okay, back to the actual question. Um, yes, so, so planning road, trips. Road stuff. trips. Um, for the longer ones we do, because um, we do a lot of like road trips that are you know multiple days, week, two, I think three weeks was our longest. Um, it was like two and a half weeks, I think. Yeah, three weeks, round up. Um, <laughs> make us sound more prepared than we are. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, it, but hold on, if I'm recalling correctly, that specific trip, it was longer than intended, wasn't it? Like a, like a day or two, yeah. Okay, yeah, because of the car. That actually wasn't, didn't set us back too long, surprisingly. Huh, okay. Because, um, uh, so, that story, the, uh, we're driving through, the road trip in question was a, supposed to be like two and a half week, I think it ended up being like two weeks and six days or some shit, mm-hmm. um, through a lot of the western states. So we went up through Oregon, Washington, cut across like Montana, Wyoming, Idaho, I did those in backwards order, but whatever. Um, and then drop down through um, Utah, Utah, Arizona, New Mexico. Yeah, we went to California, so Oregon, Nevada. Washington. Just, yeah. no, there's <laughs> nothing in Nevada. The problem with Nevada no, is like, there's cool things there, but they're like, one's in this corner, one's in that corner, one's yep. in this corner. And then it's 20 hours of driving between them. Mm-hmm. Just desert. It's, it's we, just not worth it. We went to California, Oregon, Washington, I, um, Idaho? No, Montana, Wyoming, Idaho. Utah, Arizona, and Nevada, and then back home. Okay, we so a, a very like, lengthy. We trip. went to El, uh, to Las Vegas in Nevada. Okay, we went to cool. Las Vegas because she wanted to see the lights at night. And, and then I to Las Vegas and she falls asleep. But but the next day it was still an important stop because the next day I went to Panda Express and I ordered a two entree Panda Express thing and the guy gave me three entrees because that's what having titties does. Okay, gotcha. Tyler did not get two entrees. Well, okay, so... So it's an important stop. Yeah, no, I think that's very funny, because I feel like... <laughs> see, because I feel like, and I'm very skeptical here, I feel like seeing the Las Vegas lights at night is bucket list worthy. Getting three entrees when you order two entrees at Panda <laughs> Express isn't necessarily <laughs> on the bucket list. I did, like, I did see the light. A perk. I did see the lights. But, okay. I just didn't see them as much as I wanted to, but I want to go back to Las Vegas, so. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, but, yeah, so. I think the alien brothel was pretty bucket worth. We, we bucket list worthy. Bucket list worthy, yeah. yeah. Like, um, you know, you guys have a stick finding on the cult in the right? desert, that was pretty mm-hmm. bucket list worthy. Like, Las Vegas may not have been that big of a stop, but a lot of exciting stuff happened from the drive back <laughs> from Las Vegas to Yosemite. And so I know, like, this, 
can't remember this past year or if it was so like i don't know if it's 2020 or 2019, 2019. um okay was that when the whole area 51 thing right. was going yeah, on yeah, right, yeah. okay he was there right before a couple months yeah. but like a month yeah okay so before the civilians like stormed yes. the, the base completely successfully of course which made it even funnier too because like so when we were driving through that area we like i didn't put area 51 on the stop like mm-hmm. it just we happened to pass by it mm-hmm. and like what i don't think a lot of people realize the people who went to raid area 51 definitely didn't realize from the news stories is that there's nothing there like it's <laughs> not like it's outside of a city or like a town or yeah it's like we were driving the through yeah. the desert we're like well we probably should get gas soon and like this is the only gas station so we stopped at the gas station and there was a fucking alien brothel and then it'd be like a truck stop gas station that everything inside was alien. We're like, okay, weird. All this stuff is branded Area 51. So we checked the map. We're like, oh yeah, Area 51 is like three miles that way. Like through just nothing desert. So and the so, only is it a... thing around it mm-hmm. is like a gas station and an alien brothel. So wait, hold on. Is it a base? It's a base? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, it's an actual like government facility. Okay. There's just like nothing. There. There's nothing there. Like, it's and not the government the kind of... facility isn't like, you know, right next to the fence. Yeah, no, right. it's like miles. Like, you can't see it from the highway. Yeah. Right. It's through okay. miles of desert. That's, and so it's that's not right. like the kind of thing you can pull up and, like, you know, grab your gear out of your car sense. and run in real fast. Yeah. that's No, that's funny. Because what I think is great is, like, because I'm a fan of small businesses. So that alien brothel probably got the best weekend of business <laughs> I've ever seen. I mean, it was popping. It yeah. was popping <laughs> when we went there. Like that gas station was like, oh, oh for, okay, for this weekend, gas is going to be $5 a gallon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I going to say regarding the road trip? Oh, yeah, you were going to tell the story about Gromit. Yeah, so. The Jeep. Um, yes. The Jeep's name is Gromit. Gromit, yeah. Gromit the Grumble. Not after Wallace and Gromit. Um, that just happens to be a Which coincidence. Okay. Um, I do like Wallace and Gromit, but that's not what he's named after. It just seems like a fitting name. Okay. Um, <laughs> I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, we're driving through Washington at the time along the Columbia River, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful scenery. Beautiful. Like, it's it's two-lane, um, like, basically shipping highway. Like, really the only thing on there is trucks and then people doing road trips. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, right alongside the river, you know, pretty forested for most of it. Really pretty. Fun fact. The only fast food restaurant you will find out there is a subway that wasn't even in that part of the country yes it was that was after Ooh. no i think that was before because you stopped for gas and then right after we stopped for gas and you went into the subway to use the bathroom grommet broke down whatever see um, this is the memory i was gonna say, i was just about to say yeah tyler <laughs> don't get me wrong buddy i want to trust you <laughs> Up until now, Lily's track record with her memory has been squeaky quick. We'll just assume Lily's correct in most of these. Anyways, um, so we're driving along this highway. We get out of the pretty part where you get into um, basically just empty hills. Mm -hmm. Like, it's there's not really anything there. It's empty hills as far as you can see, and then this two-lane highway. It's like the Vacaville Hills, but like Um, the Gas River. Okay. We pass through this little town, and by little town, I mean literally, like, maybe one cross street. Like, three out of the five businesses in the town are towing and mechanic shops. See, that's the subway. That's where the subway no. was. That's where the subway was. <laughs> um, so we passed through, and I'm like, wow. Ironically, in hindsight, I was like, wow, there's a lot of mechanics in this town. Um, we keep driving. Literally, like, five minutes after we passed through the town, my battery starts dying. I'm like, 
what? I'm driving. Why is my battery going down? Yeah, your alternator. Was it your alternator? Yeah. And yeah. so come to find out, uh, we go a little bit. I'm like, well, whatever, trying to wiggle it, see if it'll work. Because I don't know, you know, I barely know what an alternator is at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> we end up, the car dies. Uh, we pull over on the side of the road on like this, what was going to be a rest stop, but now it's just a really wide shoulder. Uh-huh. Um, there is a two-lane trucking road highway next to us. So there's, and in those most states, besides California, they don't have a separate speed limit for freight trucks. So they're going by you at like 70 miles an hour. These big, you know, 18-wheelers. Yeah. Um, and so we call AAA. Luckily, we, luckily yeah. we had it. And they're like, yeah, okay, we're going to try and get someone out to you. And then we wait for like two hours. And they're like, we're still, you know, trying to find somebody. And then we were like, wouldn't it be funny if we took some special candy? <laughs> We but did. we decided we that did. was a bad idea, so we just yeah. ate a bunch of edibles instead. Okay. So we're sitting <laughs> in the back of my car, like, in the hatch. We have, like, a fucking, you know, anti-mosquito candles or only light sitting there with the dogs waiting for this tow truck to show up. Gets dark. Tow truck shows up, finally. I roasted a marshmallow over a mosquito candle. <laughs> Does not taste good. Does I was going to say, good. that sounds really gross. Uh, yeah, okay. Awful. <laughs> I so didn't eat the whole thing. The truck driver, did you say that that taste bugged you? Yes. <laughs> mosquito. <Ha. laughs> um, so we had, we had a tow truck driver, who's a whole separate story, ends up taking us to a town that had a Firestone in it. And I'm like, hey, I called the Firestone right before they closed. I'm like, look, we're not going to get there before it closed. going to just park my car in your lawn and then leave it and, you know, take care of it in the morning. Super nice guy. I was like, yeah, no problem. Like, don't worry about it. Just, you know, lock your stuff up and whatever. So we pull into this Firestone parking lot at like midnight, 1 a.m. Find the only hotel in town that is dog friendly because as I said, we have massive dogs. Walk like a mile and a half to the hotel with all of our gear and the two dogs. Check in, get our room. They kick us out at like 1 p.m. the next day because they're willing to give us a late checkout because the car's not done. And then we go to the Firestone and hang out in the Firestone until they fix the car. The alternator went out just because it got old and it randomly dies. Mm-hmm. Um, but that meant I had to replace the alternator and the battery because it killed the battery with it because, of course, it did. Um, but luckily, it only really set us back about a day because they mm-hmm. were like, yeah, we'll put you at the top of the queue. Like, we'll move some appointments around just so we can get you guys back on the road. So props to that Firestone. Okay, no, and that's cool. and so like the rest of the trip though went off without a hitch. I thought um, I killed the car in well, Zion National Park. Um, and oh. and then Zion. and then we what? almost ran out of gas in the middle of the desert and found a cold and found a cold. Ah, or yeah. what we think is a cold. Is that because of the running out of gas thing, or yes. yes, yeah, we found a cult because of the running out of gas yes. thing. Yes. And oh, okay. Zion was before running out of gas. So Zion there were three separate times that we thought we may or may not die. Oh, okay. <laughs> Zion was the radiator. See, that's, that's one thing about, like, long trips like that is, like, you know, a lot of these times you end up in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So, oh, wow, you startled me so well. Hi, Photo. I was like, my fingers are dry, now they're wet. <laughs> <I> what? <laughs> but, um, so, and, so, thank you, buddy, for helping me with this transition. Uh, what was it like traveling with the dogs? Like, because I know you guys, like, first of all, like, that walk, um, and then having the car break down, what sounds like so a few times, kind of. So the first time with the car, and when the tow truck driver came, he said, you have to leave the dogs in the car while it's being towed because we don't have room in the tow truck for the dogs. Lily did not like Which I did not like because as he's like... <laughs> this tow truck driver, bless his soul. Decent tow truck driver. Poor guy. As he's not like, good customer service. Yes. Yeah. So oh, he's, yeah. like, he's like, 
Putting the dogs into the cat. We put the dogs into the car because we don't really have a choice. Mm-hmm. Lock it up. And then he's pulling the car onto the like the bed of the tow truck. Mm-hmm. And as he's doing it, so we're... Point of explanation for this story so it makes more sense. The little section we're pulled out on, since like I said, it was a you know, pull out on the shoulder. <clears throat> was right next to the river. Du- yeah, right next to the river. Directly behind the car, like straight behind the car, maybe 200 feet, was probably a 20-foot drop to the river. Yeah. And so he's like, we're behind, I'm behind the car as he's about to pull it up. And he's like, oh, you might want to move. Like I've seen cars go backwards. And I'm like, my children are in there. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah I've seen cars like break the winch, just roll straight back like 102 feet. So you it's might like, want to move. And we're it's just like, like, okay, but I promise that it's like, now the thing I'm worried about is not the car coming back and hitting me. It's, it's my kids in the yeah, car. It's my yeah. children up there. And so luckily they were fine, but that was a very nerve wracking ride. And then, um, mm-hmm. For the most part, our dogs are both very well behaved, other than the occasional sandwich stealing. And Quill gets a little anxious in the car. Only my sandwich, though. Hey, he knows not to mess with mom's food. Either that or Tyler has better sandwiches. We get the same kind of sandwich. Never mind. (laughs) I appreciate the attempt. I tried. Um, But I remember when we were at Firestone, we had the dogs in the waiting area, and all of a sudden Solo started barking. And I'm like looking around, I'm like, what the fuck are you barking at? And I see in the window that a guy had pulled Gromit over so Solo could see Gromit now. And uh-huh. um, I'm like, what? So I bring him out and he like sniffs all around the car and is like growling and like looking up in the windows. He's like, somebody touched this shit. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. someone touched my car. <laughs> <laughs> and so he, then I bring him back in and then he does it again and I bring him back out and he examines it for a second time and decides okay it's fine there's no one in there it's totally fine but uh they're very protective of the car okay because of traveling in it overall they're really well behaved in the car I mean they're used to trips at this point we've Mm -hmm. done two week plus long trips so they're used like when we're driving they just lay down get comfy Solo loves it because he likes sticking his head out the window you know new smells <clears throat> Quill does get anxious in the car. He has a little uh, quill cave behind the passenger seat. He gets down in the footwell and we bury him. But it gets covered when we're on that trip. It was covered, so he wouldn't he, go down. He wanted to sit in our laps. And yeah, stuff. we ended ah, up over the progress of the trip. We built the great wall um, directly behind the passenger <laughs> and driver's seat because he kept trying to shove his way up to sit on us. The, the makeshift and so the we just kept stabbing our supplies and like further up yeah. so he couldn't crawl over it. And then oh. he ended up sitting on the wall. Yeah, and then so one of the stops we were in Oregon, and we uh, I found this campsite that was near a beach we wanted to go to up in like the mountains. The the campsite was in the mountains on the beach, um, and so I thought that the campsite really cool. was at the base of the mountain, it but was... it turns out it was at the top of the mountain, up like this really narrow, like winding asphalt mountain road, the kind that like Serial people drive asphalt. down in the beginning of a horror movie, and are like, yeah, you guys are fucked. I don't know how you're gonna die, but you're gonna die. And of course, we were pulling in at night too, so you know, even more so. And so, sleeping in the car. Will did not like that one going up. And so, coming down, I had CBD for him that I'd been giving him when it was really stressful. (laughs) (laughs) So, I gave him CBD, and then he gave him way too much. Um, yeah. I hope the ASPCA doesn't find this podcast. (laughs) Um, <laughs> I think what I think actually ended up happening is like I think you gave him CBD. I asked no. you to give it to him, no. and then I gave it to him as well because I didn't double check with you that you'd given it to him because I think he ended up getting two doses. That might have been it. Um, so I, asked I was going to say Tyler wants this so bad to not be one hundred percent his fault. <laughs> um, 
But I mean, it's still his fault for not asking. Because he didn't yeah. ask. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not pushing blame. I'm just like, I think what happened is we didn't communicate. We both gave him a dose because we gave him like twice as what he was supposed to have. Mm-hmm. And I normally dosed him kind of low anyways. Of course so, I mean, but, it's CBD. He was just really relaxed. Yeah. The whole way down, this dog, I have a video of it on my Snapchat, was just like blissed. <laughs> <laughs> he was laying on the sleeping bag that was the top of the Great Wall, just like with his head on my shoulder, just like staring out the window just like, <laughs> every now and then like he'd pick his head up and look around and then go back to laying on my shoulder he's like i wish car drives were like <laughs> like he was just oh god he was he was couch i couch locked my dog in the car <laughs> i'd say that poor thing but it sounds like it was a fantastic um, experience for him. that's great but okay so you guys uh you guys are experienced on long drives and evidently in like the long haul uh, regarding like your friendship and your relationship um so we're kind of approaching an hour here so kind of starting to wrap up um i have one more question for you guys kind of a two-parter kind of depends um so no it's really one uh what is like a little bit of advice each of you so we'll take a little bit uh from each of you advice you guys have for couples that are trying to be in it for the long haul. So whether, you know, you like you're speaking to someone that's friends with someone or like maybe a pair of people that are friends with interest in a romantic relationship. Like what, what do you guys have like as advice for somebody like that? You guys get to put on your godly hats. You can go first. Shit. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> take, um, take your time. You guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's going to edit this. We could just sit here for like 15 minutes and the audience will never know. Wait, unless you leave that in. <laughs> um, if you're in a couple long haul, I guess, uh, don't. Oh my mouth Good. Um, like, don't. I mean, this obviously doesn't work for everyone because there are some people who just like. Of course, yeah. Hate, so hate the outdoors or yeah. hate doing road trips or things like that. So but, we're not gonna try to. Yeah, we're not gonna try to sell this as like a one size fits all. Time fixes couples yeah. everywhere. Um, honestly, like, don't do this, like, right when you start dating, because that is a terrible decision. Like, you need to get comfortable with each other and figure out, like, you know, mm-hmm. compatibility and stuff You're like that. You're talking about road trips. Yes. Got it. Um, but fucking do road trips. Like, do a longer, you know, maybe don't start out with a week, but, like, find a couple, like, just have each of you pick, like, a couple of spots and then try and figure out a route to go through some of them, because, um... You find out a lot about someone when you're stuck in a car with them. Well, not even so much, like, you know, that that kind of thing, but you also, like, you kind of figure out, like, what kind of places they like or, you know, what they like to do with those places. And with a road trip, it's really easy that you can do, like, what we tend to usually do, which is more like camping stuff, like, more mm-hmm. hiking outdoors, go to the beach, go to the mountain, go to a lake. Or you can just, you know, I want to stop at this store in this city or this particular restaurant. Like, mm-hmm. you can customize road trips to be different kinds of stops. Um, so they're just like great vacation options you'd say yeah, and, yeah, and you can do them, you can do them for really cheap if you want to like particularly if you're willing to do some more rough camping like look mm-hmm. at blm land because most of those you can get in for free buy a national parks pass for 80 dollars, which gets you into every national park for free for a year and so, do, how much are those the national parks 80, bucks. 80, 80 bucks? bucks that's not bad no it's yeah considering, considering like admissions bucks, like, yeah, yeah and it's, it's uh i think it's everyone in the car is free as well so you can load up like six people everyone gets in for free um and so you would register a vehicle then or you keep it in your car on like a tag got it okay um but you know stuff like that and you can you can really tailor it to be better you like you can change it to fit a variety of people and people types right um also 
So yeah, do road trips. I'm always a big proponent of road trips. Um, <laughs> you need to pull your weight around here. Come on. <laughs> okay. That was a death stare right there. That little, <laughs> so, I saw that glance. Um, I get a lot of those. That's how, how she shows her affection. I would say that... Well, I, there's a couple things I'd say. The first thing I'd say um, regarding people who want to be in it for the long haul kind of ties back to what I was saying about communication before mm-hmm. is it's really, really important to take a step back outside of yourself and really examine our initial reaction and like our primal reaction and um, be open to criticism within yourself so that you can grow. Um, as far as people who are friends, possibly looking for a romantic relationship with their friend, I think that Back massages. We didn't get to tell those stories, but back massages in the back of the car is the way to go. I think that... Got it. Um, <laughs> I think that it, being friends first is really, really helpful. Because mm-hmm. especially with the case with like Tyler and I, we've been friends for so long. Like I already knew all of his dirty laundry and like baggage that he had. Because mm-hmm. we'd already talked about it and we were at that point we're best friends. So like I knew what I was getting myself into. Um... But on the same level, I think that it isn't the kind of thing that you should force. Mm-hmm. Um, with us, we saw the direction our relationship, our friendship was going in before we actually defined it as a relationship. And it became the kind of thing where, like, after the initial incident, which, I mean, we can talk about, I don't know how much time we actually have, but it, like... Yeah, we didn't tell our best story of how we actually started dating. Yeah. Um, what is the matter with you two? I can't, well, not you two, me. Why, how did, how did I skip over that? Um, but yeah, so long story short, if you want me to tell it. Um, no, go for it, yeah. So my mother had been diagnosed with having breast cancer in October of 2017. And she's fine now. She's cleared. Uh, she doesn't have it anymore. But that's awesome. very rough time mm-hmm. for me, obviously, on top of 2017 was just an awful year. Um other than certain aspects that came out right, of it, such right, as right. our relationship. But pretty much I, we were hanging out and drinking whiskey and got really drunk and ended up almost sleeping with each other, but then a cop showed up. Got um, it. This is like, you're telling the story the least fun way possible. I'm trying to keep the time to get back to the point <laughs> that I was trying to talk about before you interrupted me. You don't have to go back to the right point. He can edit this. Yeah, no, but, and, and that's okay. If you, yeah, if, you, if there's, like, tell the story the way, like, you feel it should be told. You don't feel like you have to rush it. Go ahead. Uh, so we were, like, talking in the back of his car, and then we used to give each other, like, back massages. Mm-hmm. And... Ah, okay. <laughs> and, and so he was Interesting. massaging me and then thought it would be a good idea to tickle me because... I don't know, I'm but in- I'm an intelligent man. I ended up elbowing him in the nose and giving him a nosebleed. Very intelligent. There we go. Okay. <laughs> um, and so we're opening it back to like PG territory. Nice. And then, <laughs> and then um, I don't really remember that much of the rest. I remember I very. Dis- I, I feel like this is very important. I do. The one thing I do clearly remember about that night is like consenting and being like of course i'm okay well no yeah we weren't yeah yeah. but like this was one of the only times that i got like brown out blackout drunk Mm -hmm. but i do remember that so 
important note to say. Got it. People. I'm not that awful. You can get really drunk and still clearly remember consenting. Right. Okay. And so, but hold on, because I want to, so we're going to rope it back just a little bit. You said the cops showed up? Yeah. So, yeah. okay. I'm letting Tyler take it over from here. Okay, yeah. Because of her brown out blackout. Um, <laughs> right. So we're, we're, we get drunk in the back of my car. Right. Um, and so we're drinking fucking Jack Daniels, I think, in the back of the Jeep. Uh-huh. And, um, I don't really know how it got to the, like, getting hot and heavy point, but, like, getting a little hot and heavy point. And then she fucking bit me on the neck, uh, which mm-hmm. I was very confused by at first, and then wasn't so confused by. But so like we're starting, like we're starting to like get shirts off, and I see, and I'm sitting facing my back window. We're pulled off on the side of the road out in the country, and I see lights coming up the road and then pulling off directly behind us. And I know from where we're sitting mm. that if the lights are pulling up directly behind us, they are off the road and made like a con. It's not like you can just pull off and check on us. It was a conscious decision. Like, is what they were deciding yeah. to come check out the car. So I was like, God damn it. And then, so like, I kind of threw Lily to the side <laughs> and uh, told her to put her shirt back on. And I grab... Uh, she, like, tossed a flannel over in the corner to cover the bottle of alcohol, which then I grabbed the flannel to put on myself. Oh, boy. No. Exposing the bottle of alcohol. No. You covered the bo- the flannel. You covered the bottle of alcohol with the flannel, and then you gave me the flannel. I don't know. Somehow the flannel got off the bottle of alcohol. So it's it. And then I put on a flannel, either that flannel or a different flannel, and get out of the car as the officer walks up. And so I get out. I don't even, like, button it up. So I'm standing there, like, 2 a.m. in the morning with my pants, like, mostly buttoned but i think my belt was undone and like an unbuttoned flannel uh, and i'm just standing on like hey officer how's it going like you know also pretty drunk and uh he hey was going like, how's it officer and he was like <laughs> yeah, it's, you know going good i just want to check on you you know is there anybody else in the car i was like yeah there's someone else in the car um, she's putting her shirt on right now so just give her a minute <laughs> and uh he was like okay no problem so we're literally just standing there like awkwardly you know doing the rocking on your heels for about you know, a minute and I'm like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check on her real quick. And so I look in, and she's trying to put her head through the armhole. <laughs> so I'm like, no, no, no. So I kind of adjust, and I'm like, this. let me, I'm gonna finish, you know, finish. I'm gonna go back to the officer while you put on your shirt. So I go back out, and I'm like, so how, how's your night? Like, you know, how's your night going? And he's like, oh, you know, just got on. It's gonna be a long shift. I'm like, okay. And, An exciting uh, start, sir. <laughs> yep. So. uh she finally gets her shirt on the right way and she pops out the passenger side window and he's like, okay, like, you know, can I get your name? Can I get your IDs? And she's like, oh, I live up the street. I left my ID at the house. And he's like, okay, well, it how looks... How old are you? He was like, it looks like you guys are, you know, consenting, uh, but how old are you? And so she was like, oh, I'm 18. I might have been drunk, but I was not drunk enough. <laughs> I was not uh, drunk and enough. And so the officer was like, okay, okay. Not why. Like, you guys, you know, you look like you're consenting and, like, you're off the side of the road, so I really don't have any issue with it. Like, you guys are fine. Just know that if another officer rolls by, they're probably not, they might question you or take more issue with it. So I'd recommend, like, expediating the process, expediting the process. <laughs> and we're like, yep, yeah, 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 definitely. Can do, sir. We are, we will go home right now. <laughs> and uh, so he drives off and I get back in the car. I'm like, all right, I am dropping you at your house. Have a good night. Um, it was like, sorry, sir, there will be no expediating. <laughs> Those red and blues definitely uh, put a uh, full-on red light to the, to the <clears throat> process. Yeah, here. yeah. I was like, don't worry, don't worry. There, we next time you come by, we will not be here. Promise, <laughs> promise. Um, yeah, and then after that, we didn't talk for like a solid day because. Mm. And then we finally were like, yeah, we should probably talk about you know the officer in the room. Um, 
And yeah, that's when we actually started dating. Like, no. That's not when we started dating. It was another like couple weeks. Because I got grounded for like two weeks for that. And then it was another like, it was in probably another month because we ended up talking about it. Um, yeah. I just wondered why our day. anniversary was in December, not yeah. middle of November. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> October. Because that's what I was going to say. The whole point. He's going to remember two dates. His whole, anniversary and your anniversary. The both are with each other. Yeah. point that I was making before that connected back into this is when it comes to friends who are looking to possibly be romantic. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to acknowledge what's there and talk about it. Don't just leave it as like, it doesn't have to be like a black and white thing of like either we or we're in a relationship. Cause for us prior to us deciding to actually try dating, we acknowledge, we like acknowledged and talked that if we ever got super drunk, we'd probably end up sleeping together and we were okay with that, but like, we'd still be friends. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important to talk about those sort of things and those sort of feelings because if, if you're comfortable with your friend, like if, if you got, if you feel like your friendship can withstand Obviously don't do this with someone you met at a coffee shop. Yeah. Hey, if we got drunk together, like I'd be okay with you trying to fuck me. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. (laughs) So we're talking like probably like very like strong. Yeah, like a really strong, strong friendship that's right. starting to feel like it could develop into something romantic. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important to talk about and acknowledge those things because there's a lot of fear when it comes to friendships that you're going to ruin it. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that that is a risk that you run. And so I think it's really important that you guys open that discussion, but don't rush into anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that would probably be my two pieces of advice is to try and open your mind to being able to critically think about yourself and examine behaviors that you want to fix. Cause we're all just constantly changing and growing as humans. And just because you messed up and did one thing that upset your partner, like hmm. as people, we upset each other. That's just how it is. Like yeah. you're not, nothing's going to be good 100% of the time, but it's being able to recognize that, mistakes happen and things happen and grow from them that is really important and i know that's cheesy as shit but it's just the case and Mm -hmm. i think communication is really really important especially living together and only seeing each other over the past year with quarantine yeah i think you learn a lot about a partner that way i know that like domestic abuse was at an all-time high and like divorces were at an all-time high last year and so i think people just don't always get to know all sides of their partner. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one thing that going from being friends to being in a relationship really helps you see is mm-hmm. all those different sides. Yeah. And so it sounds like you guys had like a lot of time to kind of develop that friendship, like before it moved on to that next step. Yeah. So that sounds like it was, it was good for you guys. Yeah. Don't, don't rush it. Yeah. Just kind of let what naturally happens happens. I think we tend to obsess over putting a label on something mm-hmm. and, I think that can be detrimental. Also, to the gentlemen out there, this okay. I was gonna I was gonna say the the friend zone can work to your benefit, but that is not what I'm. Someone no. out there is gonna take that the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, not, not, yeah, not not what so, you want to push, right? <laughs> I'm trying to think how to walk my fine line here. Like, so so would you say like um go, don't, go ahead don't go like roll it out. Don't push the friend. Like, if you get put in the friend zone, like, 
I think as a society we have a problem with the friend zone being like this huge issue where like, like you can't value someone as exactly. a friend. Yeah. You know? Which I think is a problem. And I think you should be able to like I guess respect the friend zone and know that like if you're hanging out with that person, you're around that person, you should wanna be you should be okay with wanting to just be friends with them and mm-hmm. not like not all women are there for guys to date, believe it or not. Um <laughs> And so, like, if there is a woman who just wants to be friends with you, then mm-hmm. just be friends with them if they're that, you know, if they're cool and you enjoy being around them. But at the same time, like, I think we also should keep in mind that the friend zone isn't always a concrete, like, period on a sentence. This mm-hmm. is the end, you know, and you're it's, I, progressing. It's, it, it's like you, people, I think, so, like, the thoughts that I have on that is, like, I think people try to look at relationship, uh, relationships like that in a very, like, 2D manner. Mm. Um, and like you said, like, black and white, right? Yeah. Um, so it's like... When somebody you're interested in expresses that they only see you as like uh, like a platonic mm. um, relationship partner, it's like, okay, well, I mean, while that may not be your intention or what you were looking for, it's like, like you said, it's you you should still, if you're having romantic feelings for somebody, you should still like value their company, right? So there's there shouldn't be a reason that you feel the need or some sort of toxic entitlement to be like well no like um like we should we should be together or like whatever right and then again to the end of it not being concrete it's like over time situations and feelings can change just like at the beginning of your relationship with that person it was probably platonic and then you develop feelings and right now maybe they're not reciprocated but it doesn't mean it's impossible so it's like I, i i get what you're saying and i like that too so um from tyler we've got uh go on road trips um and just the, <laughs> you just waved at the microphone. Congratulations! Um, it'll catch your your little little airwaves, the, the disruption of the air. Thank you for that. Um, but from Tyler, we've got go on road trips and uh, you know ma- maintain those friendships, um, e- e- even if you have like you know a desire for a romantic relationship. You know, be respectful um, and maintain. Uh, and then from Lily, that's communication. Listen, we got Google there. Yeah, I was, I was. Limerence. Yeah, love versus limerence is the wording for what I was trying to say. Limerence. As far as um, black, like black and white relationships. Right. So love is like characterized by unconditional care for someone. Mm-hmm. So if you really love someone or are developing feelings for them, even if it's, I think a lot of friendships like you love them, even if it's not a romantic love. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really important to recognize the difference between love and limerence. Limerence is like tends to be more short-lived and it's kind of develops into an obsession i see okay that's a fancy way to say lust i was gonna so it sounds like it like a little bit like lust like maybe it's so less of a um like emotional and more just like like a less well i guess you you it, I guess it is an emotion it's less driven more emotion it's yeah, it's it's that would be lust, yeah. And then so this sounds like maybe like you develop some sort of like psychological like maybe yeah, like it's kind of like, like an attachment. obsession or dependence or like right. You're not okay being without that person, mm-hmm. and so with love, it's it's a lot more like yeah, limerence would be more kind of codependent, and it's not as grounded as love is. Mm-hmm. Love is more grounded and comfortable. And I think like, from that concept is where the, the love yourself before you love someone yeah. else. Because it's like you're secure in yourself and then mm-hmm. I think, and so one thing I believe is that like your partner should be someone that adds value to your life yes. on top of value you have. Yes. So your not like your sole be... source of value. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. 
And so, um, but like rounding that out, like you said, you know, take your time. Um, and so, uh, and that right there ties into like the kind of second half of what you're talking mm-hmm. about, which was like, know your partner and then like know your feelings for your partner or like who you're talking to. And yeah. Really just sometimes you got to take a step back and like recognize what that is. Yeah. Before you try and define it with your partner, define it within yourself. Yep. Um, but yeah, so with that guys, um, thank you so much, uh, for coming onto the podcast. We got a long one here. Um, that's what she said. Um, that's what he said. Uh, that's what they said. Um, <laughs> we got a long one here. So a lot of, uh, editing. You're going to have fun cutting it down to the, what were you trying to, 40 minutes? Oh no, we're not going to cut it down. We had a lot of great conversation. <laughs> I'll, I'll do some like touching up, but no, um, I, I really enjoyed talking with you guys about pretty much everything. I can't think of anything that I wouldn't want. To share from our conversations today, but Brown, man, my podcast run long. I'm gonna try and start doing longer ones. <laughs> runs another long podcast. It's, I, uh, you know, I don't know. One day I'll, I'll gain a little bit more self control. I w- one thing I noticed, like I need to work on, is I need to get a little bit more comfortable, like cutting them off. Yeah. Um. This I don't know. Like I just like talking. And I like it's listening. Who would have thought that someone who debate about talking? <laughs> we're all debaters. We're not one that shut up about making yeah. points. Touche. It's, yeah, it's like, well, that's why they you thought we were good talking about other tigers. people? Wait till we get asked to talk about ourselves. Ooh, then we'll go. <laughs> Round talk tigers that are pigs. But again, thank you guys so much. Um, if you guys want to see uh, maybe what Tyler and Lily look like, uh, you can head over to my Instagram, at, uh, andrewbrown.photo. Um, or to the Triple P Podcast Instagram, you can find that at the Triple P Podcast. Um, there'll be a post up there when we announce the episode. Um, but yeah, so uh, we'll just round that out with some goodbyes. See you guys later. Bye. Should I wave again? Yeah, wave. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>